Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the fundraising school. We're joined today by one of the nation's leading experts on how federal tax policy affects charitable giving. And as you know, when 2017 concluded, we put the finishing touches as a nation on new federal tax policy, effective January 1, 2018. And here to help us understand what this means for charitable giving is Dr. Patrick Rooney. Patrick is the Executive Associate Dean of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy and has been with our college for the better part of three decades, where he's become known as a leading expert on a wide range of topics involved with philanthropy, including the connection between taxes and charitable giving. And Patrick, thanks for being with us here. Thanks, uh, and of course, 2017 was a very busy year for you because uh, the new Congress was proposing federal tax policy. Through the summer, there was this change, that change, this idea, that idea. And then finally, as the calendar year concluded, Congress uh, voted in favor, the president attached his signature. And as of January 1, we have this new federal tax policy. What do we think could happen with charitable giving? So Bill, here's the good news and the bad news, right? So. Good news is this has kind of come to closure in a way that before the end of the calendar year so that people can do some last minute planning and thinking yeah. about things. And so I think one of the things that we'll see is when we measure giving for the end of 2017, just like we saw with the 1986 Tax Reform Act, we'll see some high net worth households and some corporations pre-giving in the, at the end of 2017 yeah. to take advantage of the larger value of their deductions with the larger marginal tax rates. That will have a little spike in 2017. Not a huge likely, but, but some effect. That's the good news for 2017. The bad news for 2018 and going forward is that virtually all of the changes that have been made have a negative impact on philanthropy, at least in a cross-sectional a cross sectional manner. So mm -hmm. for example, um, by reducing the top marginal tax rate, that has a small but you know, tangible impact on the incentive to give. More importantly, though, is the near doubling of the standard deduction. So the standard deduction is going from twelve six to uh, $24,000 for a couple, which means that many people, most people who were itemizers before, would now become non-itemizers. That means that it used to cost one minus the marginal tax rate to give a dollar. So if, it, if you were in the top marginal tax rate before 39.6, it cost you basically 60 cents to give a dollar right. or $600 to give a thousand. Well, by dropping that to 37, that has a small effect. But if you move from being a non, from being an itemizer to a non-itemizer, all of a sudden that $60 to give a dollar now costs you $100 to give $100 yeah. or a dollar to give a dollar. So that's going to raise the cost of giving quite a bit. And, and as you said, one advantage we have now is we now know what's in the law. There were all these moving pieces back right. and forth. Well, now it's final. The ink is dried. What are your estimates showing on the potential, and that's a key word here, potential dollar amount of change in charitable giving, at least for 2018 in the near term? Right. So we did some research for an independent sector looking at what was the um, the effects of the camp proposal, which is largely similar to what has been passed. And mm -hmm. so um, what, we, what we estimated was a $13 billion decline uh, based on the camp proposal when you factor in the drop in the top marginal tax rate and the increase in the standard deduction. I did some back of the envelope calculations this morning and I, I would stipulate that it would go up 
that the decline would go up by another billion dollars, so about $14 billion decrease, okay. holding everything else constant. And that's the key, holding everything else constant. Right. As you've done your research on how big of a factor taxes are, regardless of the rates, regardless of the changes. You know, as we teach donor motivation at the fundraising school, people give for a wide range right. of reasons. How central are taxes in and of themselves overall? I've heard some people say it's never the first or only reason, right. but it often can be a reason. How much of a factor is this? Right. So, you know, it's hard to say from individual to individual because what we see is um, in surveys, if you ask people, do taxes matter? They say, no, yeah. it doesn't matter. And, and in fact, it's irrational to give just because of the tax deduction, right? Because if I only cared about myself, I'd be better off keeping that money for myself. If taxes were the only reason. If taxes were the only reason, exactly. Because it would take a 100% tax credit to make me indifferent between giving and keeping it for myself. And it would take more than that to give an incentive to give that makes me ahead financially. Right. So, you know, I have to say that it's not the main reason people give, but empirically what we see are these regularities that if you're an itemizer, you give way more, sorry for the technical jargon, <laughs> way more than someone who doesn't itemize at the same income level. And now maybe fewer people will itemize. In fact, very likely fewer people will itemize. So again, after the 1986 reform, uh, we saw an initial big surge in charitable giving as people wanted to donate under the you know existing rules before they changed. That very well could have happened back at the end of 2017, and now the new rules are in place for 2018. And then, you know, Patrick, again, with all these moving parts, you know, the other side of the story is some of the economic indicators as we look at related to history in terms of employment and wages uh, and economic growth historically have pointed to more charitable giving. So I'm glad you're the economist because we have these countervailing right. forces yeah. now as 2018 rolls yeah. along. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so one of the challenges in making these prognostications yes. is we are not doing what on the Hill they refer to as dynamic scoring, yeah. right? So the Congressional Budget Office and uh, a host of nonprofit, um, nonpartisan, and some partisan organizations do these forecasts based on what they expect will happen given a change in the growth rates, right? So if, if income and GDP all grow at a higher rate, we know in from Giving USA that in recessionary years, on average, giving falls by about a half a point per year adjusted for inflation. In non-recessionary years, so in years that there's positive real growth, then we know that giving grows substantially, you know, right. in the three to five percent per year range. So, um, you know, let's all hope and pray for uh, some growth because that's that'll be good for uh, giving overall. And, and lots we'll of other reasons. Yes. yes, and we'll help offset the, you know, what would be a pure negative effect in the short run. And so it's something we need to be mindful of. Certainly uh, at the fundraising school, we teach about your need to be aware of the external environment. That can be a new law, that could be something happening in your local community, and that of course can involve local, state, and federal tax policy, which now we have this biggest change. And so, Patrick, as we think about what fundraisers need to do with this information, what advice do you have for them yeah. as they're staying in touch with their donors, communicating with their donors in this new world we have under this new federal tax policy? Yeah, so I'd say three things. You know, one, you know, with the changes in the estate tax, I would try to lock in uh, donors now because, uh, you know, right now, if people die between now and uh, the end of the year, that still counts under the old mm -hmm. regime. Um, the exemption level is going to grow to 
um, basically 11 million for an individual, 22 million for a, house, uh, for a household married couple. So very few people will be subject to the estate tax. Like individual gifts from uh, inter vivos giving, taxes are not the only thing, but they play an effect. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, so one thing is being aware of the, of the estate tax and, 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 and the impact of that. I think the other thing is don't stop fundraising. Um, we know if you don't ask, people won't give. Yeah. And that, you know, be sensitive to the fact that people may be thinking about the timing of these things, but also be sensitive to the fact that, you know, they're giving for many other reasons and that you want them to uh, continue to give and continue to support that cause and the constituencies that you're serving. Patrick, that's great advice. And, you know, so often we look at this in the context of annual fund and major gifts. But uh, you also touched on an important point there, too, that with this change in the estate tax, uh, planned giving is going to be something we'll have right. to look at closely. Uh, you know, it's our understanding that uh, if any realm of charitable giving is affected by taxes, planned giving is towards the top of the list. Yeah. You know, so people give a planned gift for a lot of reasons right. also, right? You know, part of it is they don't want to leave too much to their kids. Mm -hmm. And they may or may not want to uh, pay any taxes on their estate. And so some people give to charities who haven't given in the past because of tax avoidance or not wanting to leave to the kids. But mostly they're giving to support a cause that they believed in all their lives or that they wanted to give a bigger gift during their life, but they were afraid of overgiving during life. And so they, it was a way of making a legacy gift. And so the taxes are of less consequence. But again, on the margin, it's Econ 101. Incentives matter. Yes. And so we're, you know, those incentives are changing. But, uh, but, we, do, but we do know that people are going to give. Uh, giving is not going to go to zero. Right. And plan giving is <laughs> not going to go to zero. Right. But that the incentive side is changing. And so you need to stay close to your donors. You need to continue to sharpen your fundamentals. Uh, and especially those donors where you know that taxes are a strong motivation, uh, there could be a new dynamic for you in that relationship as we're here in 2018 and moving forward. Patrick's research and the research of all of our schools located on our website, philanthropy.iupui.edu. And that's where you're also going to find more information from the fundraising school, including our public courses, our webinars, and other resources that can help you raise more money for the causes and the ways that you're making the world a better place. I'm Bill Stanjakavich, and you are up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.